0: Racial healing in Chicago has been a primary mission of the Office of Equity and Racial Justice since its emergence. Two years into the COVID-19 pandemic and amid the trial of three police officers charged for violating George Floyd's civil rights, the nation is still raw. The city of Chicago will address the matter head-on, declaring 2022 as the year of healing. Candace Moore is the city's first chief equity officer. She knows defining for us what that means exactly comes with the job.
1: So the Year of Healing for us is really a set of commitments that we are making as the city of Chicago to integrate healing into our work here in government in a really purposeful way, and also infuse resources into communities to support the work that's going on on the ground.
0: How do you do that? How do you integrate healing into your work purposely?
1: Yeah, so we've been spending a lot of time really wrestling with that question. And where we've landed for the Year of Healing, there's sort of four ways that we're coming at it. One is to really establish a framework for thinking about healing, and our framework is reflect on our past, reclaim our present, and reimagine our future. Um, We are going to model that framework into some policy initiatives, so what does it look like to actually go through a process of that in policymaking and uh, culture building? We are also going to invest resources through the Chicago Recovery Plan into placemaking work between artists and community members to really support some of the ongoing efforts that communities have already been doing. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, we certainly want to look and reflect on all the things that we've done and really pull out some of the lessons learned that we should be carrying forward in the future.
0: And digging further into how this initiative came about, it's an extension of the Together We Heal initiative. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's right. So Together We Heal was really our sort of first response, really coming right out of the pandemic where of the many things we heard, we were hearing from community about different ways that folks were trying to bring people together to really make sense of the moment, to deal with some of the historical harms, the present harms that had come up. And when we pulled people together, we lifted up the work and we asked, so what does a path forward look like for us? One of the pieces of feedback was to establish what we call the equity statement of principles, where we define what equity means and we build that definition into our work. And the second was to do a longer effort, a full year of efforts around really trying to integrate healing into our work in government.
0: The uh, Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events is partnering with your office to offer grants for community engagement uh, arts projects. How's that going to work?
1: Yeah, so um, we are leveraging this opportunity with the Chicago Recovery Plan that passed uh, last year in last year's budget. And so in partnership with uh, D-CASE, we are going to be putting out uh, RFPs for grants that allow for community organizations and artists to come together really create what we call placekeeping projects so these are projects that will think about what are some of the healing needs and the stories that folks want to tell in their own communities but also have the resources to create assets in their communities whether those be murals whether those be walking tours etc and we know this is something that's already been happening so this is adding more resources to really allow communities to bolster out that work
0: Before Mayor Lightfoot selected you for this position, Candice, you were a staff attorney with the Chicago Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law, and you were advocating for students facing expulsion. How did that work help you sort of uh, make the transition to this year of healing and all the initiatives that will come from there?
1: Yeah, and and that's a really great question. So when I think about my work before, really representing students in schools, I would often think about, regardless of the bad situation that was sort of in front of us, at the end of the day, I was advocating, parents were advocating, uh, students were advocating to be included into the system and to have the supports that they needed in order to thrive which meant that we have to be thinking about how can the system actually support students, how we work together, how do we think about what it takes to actually change um, how we do business so that we can provide the resources the supports that our young people need. And so when I think about that and I think about the role that I'm in, my role in government is trying to think about we need government. And so at the end of the day, what are we going to do differently? How are we going to learn from some of the challenges and actually convert that into the change efforts that we want to see that give us the tools, the processes, the resources that allow us to thrive?
0: Talk to us about this uh, in 2018, Candace. You earned an injunction in the circuit court of Cook County that stopped a majority black elementary school on the south side. What happened there?
1: Yeah, so in that case, what we were really trying to do is to ensure that policies didn't result in sort of a disproportionate impact. And so that really was about looking at processes, looking at laws, and working with communities to advocate in that particular role for a changed outcome. And I, and I really sort of carry those lessons about what it takes to build community. What does it change to really look at systems and analyze impacts? And then what does it take to drive toward different results? I have a different kind of seat now, um, yeah. sort of being a part of government, but that the threshold of that work is, is still the same.
0: Yeah, this is a very different uh, position you're in now. And I wonder, because inequity, Ken, is, is such a widespread problem in this city. So, where and how have you focused your attention as chief equity officer thus far?
1: Yeah, so it it is very widespread. And one of the things I'm always very clear about is that I'm not a magician. (laughs) A chief equity officer cannot do it alone, but this has got to be about building systems. And about supporting and building the capacities for everyone who has a role in the system, whether that be government, whether that be community, to find paths forward to actually work productively and build towards change. So a lot of the ways that I have done work, um, especially starting something, has been to establish processes, to build coalitions to create opportunities for community and government to work better together, so that we are actually creating the kind of systematic change that is going to be necessary to drive at the much bigger challenges around inequitable outcomes that we we all see.
0: So, I want to get a a full grasp of of what this healing is going to look like this year. You've talked about community work, resources, partnerships between organizations and, and artists, but how are you measuring success here?
1: Yeah, so we have a a number of different strategies. One is we are going to work really tangibly um, focusing on five policy initiatives um, to bring the healing framework into the work. So that will allow us to work sort of hand in hand with some of our, our, our colleagues here in government and with community members to really build and articulate the process that we want to follow and also speak to what are the results of that, right? Because uh, one of the challenges we find, especially in policymaking, is that when harm has been done, how do you address it? We want to talk about it, we want to talk about the past, but we ultimately want to see something happen and move forward. And so actually documenting the tools that we use, the strategies that we use, the things we try, the things that we learn is part of what we want to get out of that particular set of activities. On the other hand, we're also going to be investing in community, investing in work that folks have been building on the ground. And so there we are looking forward to learning how they, bring this framework to life, um, how they bring their community together. So pulling there, we want to pull out lessons to learned, too, about what is important to the community when it comes to building healing work.
0: Talk briefly about COVID. We, we know the pandemic's disproportionately impacted communities of color in Chicago. How has your office been responding to that inequity?
1: Yeah. So um, when it comes to COVID, I would say we've, like really everyone have figured out different ways in which we can really support the work. So one is helping to build uh, coalitions that are really centered in those who have been most impacted by COVID, namely uh, helping to lead the racial equity rapid response team. Uh, What was really important about that work is that we brought leaders from the areas that were experiencing the highest rates of COVID to the table to not just sort of Uh, listen to us talk about our strategies, but instead actually help us build a strategy that would work given some of the constraints and some of the things that they were seeing in their own communities. What was powerful about that is that how we worked, what they shared with us, what we learned from them, actually then began to inform the whole process, the whole system of our approach to COVID, Mm -hmm. and really helped many of our teams across government get the kind of feedback that they needed to really come up with adaptive and innovative strategies that really are driving at the heart of some of the inequities we were seeing. Now, it's still a challenge for sure, and we're still learning. But um, I will personally say I'm I'm really proud of both the work that we did together and what I learned. Mm -hmm. uh, And then it's about how we built that into government.
0: Looking around the country, Philadelphia, Nashville, and San Antonio, they have similar departments of equity and Racial justice. And uh, we know that in 2018, CPS hired a chief equity officer for the first time. Do you think governments are moving toward this more proactive approach to equity?
1: You definitely see a movement for it, and I am hopeful that it's a sustained movement. It is hard being the first. Uh, there's a lot of expectation because people understand the problem and really want to see change. Mm -hmm. But we also have to recognize that the problem has existed over many, many years, and you can't change everything overnight. And so I'm encouraged to see more chief equity officers. I will be even more encouraged to see the second And the third and the fourth and, and, you know, the the sequence till we forget what number they are because it has just become ingrained in how we think about government and how we think about what is important.
0: One thing's for sure, Candace, we'll never forget the first, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's Candace Moore, Chief Equity Officer for the City of Chicago. Thanks for talking with us. Well, that's it for today's reset. We know that healing in Chicago will take longer than a year to follow this path to reconciliation into 2023 and beyond. Please subscribe to this podcast and please give us a rating because that helps people find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening and come back tomorrow.